Hey, everybody, you're listening to Crystal here with the Plant Pusher podcast. And what's really, really exciting is that we're here with you to always talk about all things plants, colors, textures, shapes, their impacts on your life. I love working with plants. I love introducing you to new plants. And here at Plant Pusher, that's what I do. I push you straight to the plants. Hey, everybody. So we want to welcome you back to another episode of Plant Pusher. And uh, one of the cool things we're talking about today is being a transplant and transplanting. So we know that when you're growing beautiful things or when you drive by your favorite community garden, your favorite farm, you see your farmers at farmer's markets. One thing they do is they transplant plants from growing indoors to outdoors. And so some reasons why that's done is oftentimes to preserve the seedlings uh, while the weather is changing. Uh, so they have a chance to be a little stronger in life um, and continue growing. And so we were talking about some really dope things at transplant. We we're also talking about how people are transplants and how people are a lot like plants. They start small, they grow, they have purpose and their beauty. And so um, I've got the illustrious chef Brian Lindsay here again with me today. Hey, hey, hey. And we're talking about um, transplant life. And transplanting plants in a time that you've been transplanted. So can you tell us about a time you've transplanted and how that went? Well, transplant. I have two, I can honestly say. One was in uh, 2004 when I uh, did an internship in um, Florida for Walt Disney. And as I transplant, I, I would, I would, I would, I would use, I wouldn't even use that as I lived in Florida for that year. Um, I was actually moved by the amount of orange, uh, they would call them. Orchards. Yes. Yeah. Orange orchards. Then the smell of fresh oranges. I'd never witnessed that even as, as a kid. I'd never witnessed like looking at an orange tree. And it was new to me. And um, I mean, listen, one thing I remember about Florida in general are are the miles and miles and miles of orange orchards and how beautiful they are. And at night, when when the night gets cool, you see all these flames yeah. in these fields yeah. and you, you it, it almost scares you a little bit because initially you think, oh, no, the orchards are on fire. But really, it's it's the farmers keep it keeping the oranges warm. Because they want them to be successful and oranges require a very warm, warming, you know, a warm growth season. And so uh, they're out there protecting these plants in the middle of the night. Because the temperatures drop. The temperature drops and becomes cool. Yeah. yeah. And just witnessing that is something so amazing and you have to appreciate it. You know, oranges serve such a big purpose in all our lives, if you think about it. Yeah, well, there's orange, orange juice. juice. Yeah. Um, vitamin C, you know, um, it's extracted for, you know, if you're doing tinctures, it's like there's so many things. And that's why I think when you bring up the topic of transplants, me moving from one state to another state to actually see something yet so small, but has such a big impact, not on just my life, but everybody else's. Yeah, I mean... You know, fresh fruit when you go anywhere, when you travel, um, when you think about it, these things that are grown, uh, we've come to enjoy them all year around in ways and we forget the work that goes into them. But being a transplant, you, there's also beauty. Whether I'm moving my ceilings from indoors to outdoors, 
when they begin to really bear fruit, it's something gorgeous. And it's the same thing as people, as we we transplant ourselves from, you know, some people go from college to the workforce. Some people go from living life, you know, and moving out of their parents' house or living independently. You're still a transplant. So I guess my question to you is what has been one of your most memorable transplant moments? Is it the time you spent overseas? And if so, what is a plant that you saw people use in a way that you had never seen before? So to answer your question, um, I did a study abroad in the in France, the south of France in 2014. And as I, you know, took this four-month, uh, uh, you know, program, I decided to be a fly on the wall because by just observing, you learn so much. And what I have to tell you is when I got to France, everybody, well, I went to the Eiffel Tower. That was one of the first locations that I went, destinations. Um, And grapes were were everywhere. And it's the process. They People drinking wine and, you know, grapes, wine comes from grapes. So how many varieties of grapes did you see? Because you know, here in America we don't see we 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 think of really one to three varieties, but really grapes have a multitude of varieties. But I'm talking about the grapes that are used for winemaking and you know the appreciation these people have for changing like a transplant, changing it into uh, uh the molecular structure from uh, a substance to a liquid. Do you was the methods that you saw being used or that you even heard about, were they very um, historical in nature or were they very modernized? Because I think sometimes we think that great things are always made through these huge technological advances. But around the world, a lot of things are still done in a very similar fashion as they've always been done historically. Well, to be honest with you, France, Italy, those are old world wines. So I know they go through the process of of doing it how their grandfathers or great great grandfathers would make wine. So it's the pressing and it's it's the actual transformation um, that is you appreciate, and from that you create something that you can put a dollar amount on, mm-hmm. and it varies. So by transplanting these grapes and putting it through a process, you create something else, but the reward is so, so great where you see people actually appreciate yeah. what they are actually consuming. Mm-hmm. And so as I as I would witness all of these people just enjoying life and drinking wine. And wine is like, you know, water in, in Europe. And I actually began to drink as well. And it was it was just like different flavor profiles. Every time you open up a bottle of wine, you you smell the cork to see if it's bad or not. Because if it's bad, it smells like newspaper. If you get that like wet, damp newspaper, if you ever open a bottle of wine and you smell it, the cork itself, um, and it smells like old, wet newspaper, that means that the wine isn't good. It, it's kind of like, it's kinked. It's, well, not kinked. It's, uh, I forgot the term they use, but um, it's bad. Mm. Um, but... Then you make it breathe. When they say breathing, when it comes to wine, it's just making the air actually, um, as they say, like a bouquet opens up. So does wine when air actually interacts with the liquid okay. and you get different floral floral notes. So you may get like a, like an earthiness, depending on what grape variety and what terroir, which is the the 
the place they grow the wine, whether it's on the mountainside or it's in the uh, the basin of, you know, a valley or a mountain. Um, that all adds to the, 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 the characteristics of the wine. But just to go back, that's why. <laughs> you know what? That was a that was a beautiful answer, though, because I, I work with grapes a lot and I really enjoy them. Um, primarily, we, we do fresh press. Yes. And so that's where our beautiful variety of oils is created uh, with those raw, fresh press grapes. And so a lot of people who fall in love so much with our moisturizers, yes. that is like the the like the Achilles heel is I we use grapes for that, the hydration, the profile, the lightness, the texture, because grapes are just so valuable. They're beautiful for the skin. They aid in uh reducing wrinkles moisturizing, um, absolutely keep skin supple. Um, they aid to reducing the sagging of skin. They're packed with antioxidants. They're beautiful. Grapes mm -hmm. are gorgeous. And I love grapes in combination with olives. I know that sounds crazy, but think about it when you're eating your, your, you know, your favorite snack board. A lot of times there are grapes, there are olives, there are fruits and other cheeses and things like of that Chicago nature. Boys, of course. Absolutely. And so for me, I love the beauty of fresh grapes as well as olives. So I love the idea of them being used further, not only internally, but externally. Um, I think they make a dope power couple. You know, have you ever tried cotton candy grapes? Oh my god, they're very sweet, but they're delicious, and they're not everywhere. So they have a seasonal window. So the same thing with uh, pink pineapple. You know, you can only get pink pineapple. What is it out of Costa Rica? And so you know, I'm a plant pusher, so I gotta you know talk about things I love. But honestly. I love fruits and vegetables. And so um, I kind of feel like depending on where you transplant to, you may not be able to find any, but they're gorgeous. And when you cut that pink pineapple open, it's literally pink in color. But they said the volcanic ash is what does it. The volcanic ash. Volcanic ash is what turns a beautiful pineapple pink. Chemical reaction? And the soil. Okay. Isn't that gorgeous? It's amazing what, what, what you can actually do to plants. Yeah. Like I said, we are a lot like plants as people. We start off as seedlings, we grow, we thrive, you know, and I tell people all the time, within you as a person, you know, you don't transplant until you're ready to be independent on your own. Mm -hmm. But your whole entire life is literally that of being a transplant. You go from a seedling, you grow, you enjoy life, you move on. And so in my mind, I like to believe that we all have like our little plant person inside of us. The question is, are you watering yourself? Are you giving your soul sunlight? Are you feeding and nourishing your well-being? Because that's all a part of the same way we treat a plant. So that's interesting. Very interesting. I remember I was watching um, this uh, documentary and a woman was like, depending on what you eat. Because, you know, you transplant sometimes into good situations or bad situations. Mm -hmm. And how sometimes people transplant themselves into bad situations. Have you ever been somewhere you're not supposed to be? Yeah. And sometimes you may see the writing on the wall, yeah. but you still take, for example, you know, um, a relationship, a relationship is over. The person transplants back to the life they used to know, which is very different. Yeah. And they seek um, refuge in food. Mm. Um, whether it's comfort food like tomato soup and the grilled cheese or ice cream, you know? Yeah. 
um, it's just interesting to see how transplants can sometimes alter your way of eating. That's true, because uh, speaking of things transplanting and changing the way you eat, I found a delectable coconut ice cream um, that I'm crazy about now because um, it's so creamy. And so um, for me, it's always trying to find a way that the plants can can jump in and stand out. But like you said, that we're a lot like that as people, transplanting ourselves into situations that maybe we should or shouldn't be in or great situations, but there's a lesson to be learned. And to be kind to yourself, to nourish your well-being and your soul, and to know that when it's time to leave, to like move forward, you know, gather the information, learn the lesson. Uh, but we're a lot like seedlings that are being transplanted in life, you know, and so give yourself the freedom and the grace to make mistakes and to learn from them. And don't stay too long. It's not meant for you to be there forever. It's meant for you to learn the lesson or to spend the time um, in positive ways as best you can, depending on the situation. And then your time is over. You know, a seedling can't stay in a small pot forever. That is true. You've got to grow. That is true. You're growing. You've seen trees. Like you walk down the block and you see sometimes the trees, the roots are so big that it starts pushing the actual um block like the cylinders and that's how people are when we're staying in situations way too long yeah. that we weren't called to be in yeah you have to know when to exit yeah well you need to know when you need a bigger pot mm. that little pot is not holding your greatness anymore so remember that in life like it's the same thing like you have to know when it's important to move forward and to move on uh because nobody should stay anywhere too long which is why we transplant our seedlings every mm. season when we're growing just like you transfer, you transplant yourself into a new situation. You grow to a new level every year. Careers, we transplant ourselves from learning to actually creating to making yeah. the life that we see for ourselves. Sometimes it's difficult, but you know, sometimes you have to go through through the difficult times to get to the better days, you know? Absolutely. I mean, it's like putting your new ceiling outside in the soil and it, it rains a lot that day. And then the next day it's like, you know, 102 degrees. You know, so I feel like in everything that we do, we're very similar to plants. And um, we have to remember to to be gracious with ourselves, but to also know that nothing lasts forever. And so um, give your, your your little plant person inside of you the sunlight, the soil, and the water that needs to be successful, like keep nurture. Glowing. Yeah, and keep, keep glowing, keep growing. But, um, you know, here at the Plant Pusher, that's what we do. We talk about beautiful and amazing plants and don't forget that before we do that, we're going to talk to you about our olive branch moment. So tell me about an olive branch one time that somebody's extended to you or you extended to someone. Mm-hmm. And while you're thinking, I'll share one with you. So in my company, um, we make a lot of plant-based products. And I, I had a family once that really admired some products that we made, but they didn't um, have enough that day to buy all they wanted. So they bought some, and then in return, uh, we decided to go ahead and to do a donation. And we did a donation to the family so that they could have the plant-based products they needed. Because I felt like I didn't want people to choose between their health and well-being or choosing something that may have not been the best for them. So we decided to donate because of my olive branch to them was for them to have a full experience using plants for the entire family. And they were so grateful because they had a level one allergies and things, and they said they needed something that was going to be better for them. Um, and so for me, that's the olive branch because it's been extended to me so many times in life. So I extend it to others, especially those who are already sh sharing that they are making the change they want in life. And so that's my olive branch moment. So I have to ask you, what's your olive branch moment today? As I was listening to you 
um, the idea of moving, transplanting. So when I, I'm, I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York. So when I was moving from my studio, and this is back a few years ago, from my studio apartment to a one bedroom, my parents, they actually gave me sage. Because every time you go to a new space, you want to clear that old energy that existed there out. So also that is sacred as well. Um, so normally when when I moved in um, to my one bedroom apartment, I lit the sage and opened all the windows and aired out the space and said a prayer, you know, since this is going to be my new place to stay. And um, from transplanting from from small to bigger, I, I really do appreciate the process and the everything it took to get there. So you could appreciate your bigger pot. You went from being a seedling go. to going you go. to your bigger pot. That's really dope. Well, guys, we want to thank you so much for uh, listening to another episode of The Plant Pusher, where we push all things great that have to do with plants. And so you stay tuned. We've got more to show you because you know that the plants do the hard work. We look forward to you again. This show, Plant Pusher Podcast, is brought to you by Possibilities Podcast Platform. We appreciate you listening. Stay tuned. Your favorite episode is up next.